so welcome to the first ever episode of the super mega clash podcast the podcast companion to your wrestling fandom wow uh just a few hours off of, of caps encapsulating uh, 48 hours of great wrestling action wrestle kingdom 10 and new year dash by obviously new japan pro wrestling there wasn't a monday night raw but honestly that doesn't matter with with the the almost 10 hours worth of of wrestling that we got from japan in the last couple of days it was ridiculous both shows um for me delivered hugely i was expecting wrestle kingdom to be great anyway new year's dash i wasn't sure what to expect but again just a really fun show so it's awesome to see really really awesome to see um I'm not going to do a review of the whole podcast because I don't see the point in, in doing it beat by beat, segment by segment, match by match because I'll get bored of it if I'm honest. I don't know about you lot but you'll probably get bored of it too. I just want to just hit some major points. I will be honest, I was never a huge Michael Elgin fan but after watching him in the last six months in New Japan and watching him over the last two days, wow, does that man fit into New Japan. All Japanese wrestling in general, and I can't wait to see more, if I'm honest. If it's tagging with Tanahashi, cool. If it's doing some single stuff, cool. I'm I'm down with either, to be honest. But seeing what he did against Lethal and seeing what he did in that multi-man tag match, yeah, I'm fully sold, really sold on Big Mike. Mark Briscoe, I think he's going to go a long way. I think the Briscoes are going to do well anyway, but I'd love to see Mark Briscoe do a lot. It, his froggy bow is, like I tweeted on, on Twitter, coincidentally, as I tweeted out, his froggy bow is ugly yet beautiful at the same time. He did a Cactus Jack elbow, and he just puts everything behind it. The crowd seemed to be getting behind him, and yeah, Mark Briscoe cheeseburger as well he was in that rumble for almost half an hour he was the third longest competitor well third longest surviving uh competitor in that rumble it was just great to see i know i just mentioned three roh guys but just up and down the card everyone had a strong showing guns and gallows one of their best tag matches they've had in a while i know people don't really rate them and their matches as much as as I would, but I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. And and Maccabay and Honma put in a good showing. It's good to see them as tag champs. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, yeah, it was just it was just awesome. And obviously the three matches at the top of the card, rightfully so, were they at the top of the card? Ishii and Shibata put in a very hard hitting contest. That you know what, I could. Well, if it didn't give me a headache just watching it, I could watch them do that for quite some time. There were some real stiff shots in there that made me wince, but that's just because I'm a bit of a wimp. Um, but it, it it was a really good match. It wasn't just we'll we'll lever each other and we'll make it just a little bit um, self gratifying. It 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 really did tell quite an interesting story, and it was good to see good to see them just put in put in a real shift. And then Nakamura and Styles put in put in their display, which I know Matt Stryker mentioned on commentary, is going to be a match of the year candidate. Honestly, yeah, it will be. It will be. And I'm not just biased because Nakamura, like a lot of people, uh, is my favourite. Um, 
it was just a great match. And I there was that noticeable spot where AJ feigned that back injury, and that got me. I'll be honest, I didn't expect that. And and it was just things like that that really brought me back into being a fan. I was a fan anyway, but just being able to be engrossed and completely forget about, oh yeah, I knew he is back and and yeah, he's faking it. No, I was fully engrossed. I thought he hurt his back again, and that's what I like to see. And obviously, Tanahashi and Okada putting in that match as well, maybe a match of the year candidate. There was that that passing of the torch that frankly needed to happen they've been they've been feuding for a few years now and this was the right moment to cap it Okada is he the new ace is that right to be saying that or not I'm not too sure but the way they did it great I'm not going to say how exactly matches end obviously I'll say the results but I'm not going to say uh well there you go that happened move on it was just great how it happened and there was some strong imagery in it and there was a lot of meaning behind it and it was just it was it was a great thing to see but also another favorite moment of mine was actually the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match Kenny Omega versus Kushida is a match that I'd love to see more of it's a shame it's not going to happen because obviously Kenny Omega is going up to heavyweight although they could still face off at some point I suppose They've got some good chemistry together. They really do have some great chemistry together. And it was just really good to see them just put in a match that had a mix of everything. There was the humorous side to it. There was obviously nefarious tactics from the Bullet Club. But there was also some great wrestling in there. And there was a a finish that I wasn't expecting. Uh, I believe it was a counter from the one-winged angel into a roll-up. It works, you know, just a quick finish like that, and and it's all over, and you think, wow, okay, this has happened great, and and you know, Kashida's your new champion, and it's that unexpected. It makes you not just low into oh, I'm watching this match, and there is the hoverboard lock, or oh, and there it is one winged angel. It's just always good to have it on your toes. So from top to bottom, this show was great. It had a mixture of everything and I for one look forward to seeing well when I watched it then I was looking forward to seeing where exactly they were going to go with it now on to the slightly controversial topic of maybe AJ uh, Nakamura and Guns and Gallows might be leaving New Japan last night I was a little bit tired I finished it about half two so I don't think my mind was fully functioning anyway, but there was a big part of me that was struggling to get to terms with Shinsuke Nakamura leaving New Japan. He can't do that. But actually, it would be interesting to see what he does wherever he goes. It doesn't mean he's going to WWE. I know that sounds silly, but of course, you know, most people would be saying, oh yeah, of course he's going to go to WWE, but you don't know. He might even stay at New Japan, you just don't know right now. But it was just, it was so difficult to comprehend New Japan without Nakamura. And also, the same with AJ Styles in a way, because he's had such a a great run in Japan. But again, maybe it'd be good for him to try some other things, and it'll it'll, it'll create fresh matchups. And Guns and Gallows going, it didn't affect me as much. 
but still, it, it'd be something that hurt. And then it made me think, will New Japan be able to cope? Of course they're going to be able to cope, especially with what they did during New Year's Dash, which I'll go through in a minute. So, I know there's a lot of people out there that are losing their minds that they're, they're, that they're all leaving. And I know there's some people that are frustrated because they're saying, it's just a rumour, shut up and see what happens. I'm conflicted, I'll be honest. I'm not exactly sure where to go with it. I really don't. And you know what? That's that's a good thing. Because whatever happens, happens. And it'd be interesting to see what happens. It's not it, Nothing should be guaranteed in wrestling because it's no fun and you're not going to want to pursue it as much. And it is a very interesting time. It may or may not happen, although New Year's Dash does kind of indicate something, which I shall go on to round about now, I think. So, New Year's Dash. Fun show. Every match again was entertaining. I don't think, in terms of in-ring action-wise, it was as good as Wrestle Kingdom, but nonetheless, it is one of the strongest shows I've seen in quite a while. The main thing to come out of it is the Bullet Club excommunicating AJ Styles in quite dramatic fashion. Kenny Omega and AJ obviously beat uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Yoshihashi in a tag match. Kenny Omega ambushes AJ with a one-winged angel. That, first of all, mind-blowing. And then the sequence that happened then... I don't think I've been that much of a fan since, honestly, ever. And I know that's going to sound a bit hyperbolic, but you know what? It is true. I can't remember the last time I was I was shocked as much as I was and excited for what's going to happen. But in, in a matter of about 10 minutes, you had AJ uh, double-crossed by Kenny Omega. You had the Bullet Club coming out, and instead of just attacking Kenny, be it trying to talk it out and try and come to a reasonable conclusion, you then had the Young Bucks super kick uh, AJ with Kenny, and they all turned their back on AJ Styles. That sequence alone, that would have been enough for you know for just that segment, and I I I would have been fine. I would have been losing my mind. And that would have been sufficient, but no, 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 no. They can't stop there. They really cannot just stop there for some reason. Kenny Omega admits that he's not going to chase after Kushida and he's going to go up to heavyweight to face Nakamura for the IC title. A lot of people on Twitter were saying, oh, just imagine Omega versus Nakamura for the IC title and we're going to get our wish. And that's exciting enough as it is. He's going to be challenging Nakamura... And AJ's gone from the Bullet Club. That was mind-blowing. And then, obviously, beat down AJ some more. Some more super kicks and a Styles Clash on him. I know I'm sounding like such a fan right now, but that sequence of events just blew my mind. And it's that sort of thing that, that just brings me back more and more and more. And... It just opens up so many opportunities and possibilities for just the next few weeks and the next few months. It is obviously a sign-off for AJ. I don't want to, you know, just put it out there, but come on, he is going. But if he was to come back, like if he wasn't to sign with the WWE and he was to come back, he's going to come back as one of the hottest baby faces. And that would be fun to watch as well against against some some of the Bullet Club members. <laughs> 
but that's him sent off. You've got Omega feuding with Nakamura, which will be fun as it is. Those two as promo guys, as well as as in ring guys, is great. And just seeing them will probably up their games even more. And it'll be a, it'll be it'll be a classic match to see. As a motorbike goes past, wonderful. I love the uh, the free flowing nature of this podcast. And maybe if if Nakamura goes, you've got Omega that will take the title from him. You just don't know. But right now, well, beforehand. Omega was a fairly big star anyway, thanks to his his tireless efforts in DDT and also what he's been doing with the junior division in the last year. But now that this angle has happened and that he's going after Nakamura, his stock has risen even more, and it's going to be it. Well, it's it's a definite indicator that they're going to do something big with Omega in 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 the near future, and I can't wait for it. And I don't think there's someone more deserving than than Kenny Omega. The send-off for AJ couldn't have gone any better, especially when the crowd are chanting his name, he struggles to get to his feet, and he bows respectfully to all sides, collapses. It was it was the perfect send-off for him. You wouldn't want to do it at the WrestleDome, WrestleDome show. WrestleDome? I keep wanting to say WrestleDome. You wouldn't want to do it at the Tokyo Dome show. you want to do it on a show like that, where it just... Yeah, it's not got that grandeur of the main show, but it just has that realistic feeling towards, you know, emotive feeling behind it, I should say. So that was the main thing to come out of New Year's Dash. Strong matches across the card, but it was that moment that that really did it. So I don't know. I think that's my two cents on the whole thing. If you, if you want to let me know what you thought, there are several ways to get in touch. Uh, you can tweet me at Super Mega Clash. I could really do with the followers right now, if I'm honest. You can get it on Facebook, Super Mega Clash, uh, three words. Uh, or you can email in talktotheclash at gmail.com. Let me know. Um, next episode, I'll leave it as a surprise, but we're going to be talking about an event that I, 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 I think is one of the better ones that I've ever watched. And we'll see where we go from there. And it'll probably be a longer form as well. And yeah, it's just early days, we're keeping it rough and I've got some things in the works that hopefully will be happening and you'll be the first to hear from it. But for now, goodbye, that was my two-ish cents on Wrestle Kingdom and New Year's Dash and we'll see you all in a bit.